And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Yes, I did get a dress from Goodwill. Yes, I do look like a badass and also a savage. And here's why you should get one. The mobility in this thing is insane. The things I can do in this, freaking cr crazy, way more rad than the things I could do in a suit. You think I could pull this off in a freaking suit? Not a chance. There's no chance. Also, yoked in this thing, bruh. So do yourself a favor, go get a little dressy from Goodwill. Savage. Good morning, sweet world! And welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. Today's episode brought to you by Neutral Vodka Seltzer, made with vodka, seltzer, and real juice. It's neutral. The one with the umlaut. Thursday, March 2nd, 2023. I'm J.E. Skeets back in the comfy confines of the Classic Factory. And alongside me, as always, that's Tass Mellis. Totally feeling that guy. I wore a blazer on the weekend. So confining. Ugh. The worst. address. Seems way better. Next to Tassie is the bearded woman, Top Shot Hot Boy, Trey Kirby. Ayo! Ayo! Ayo. And last but not least, over yonder, making the magic happen. It's Eshua, and in the background's JD. What's up, Esh? How y'all doing? Hey, hey, hey! Shout hey. out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Like the vid. Please subscribe if you haven't. Get your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com and send in your questions and comments to nodunks.theathletic.com. We're actually hit, be, gonna hit the beach later in this podcast. So get your cues in all the time, though, nodunks.theathletic.com or tweet them in at nodunksinc. And a reminder No Buffs is back, baby. Our Survivor Recap Podcast, 1 p.m. Eastern. We'll be here live from the Classic Factory to uh, break down last night's two-hour premiere of Survivor 44. Tass, is that why you're wearing a tie-dye shirt today? Uh, maybe. Maybe so. For Rupert? Yeah. For Rupert. Uh, no, I don't go that <laughs> far Rupert. back. No? That's a callback. What season is Rupert? Can you do, like, can you please just give me, like, a really, uh, I guess, bad pirate impersonation? Can you do that? Like, yeah. He's the, he was one he of the most piratey guys Big just ever out there. Yeah, he always wore a tie-dye. Mm. Arr, matey. <laughs> I'll meet you at the water well. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Not too bad, actually. <laughs> All right, so if you're a Survivor fan, uh, it's a perfect time to get in. No buffs, breaking down uh, a hectic episode of Survivor 44, so we'll do that later today. But, 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 on today's pod here, uh, we got a little what you got. Like I said, we're going to hit the beach, but we got to start with Kevin Durant, who made his highly anticipated debut for the Phoenix Suns against the Hornets last night. He looked good. <laughs> Katie scored an efficient 23 points, helped Phoenix get the 105-91 win. It was his first NBA game in over 50 days. Uh, didn't show a whole lot of signs, I thought, of rust no. or fatigue for no. a guy recovering from an MCL sprain. But what did you think? What are your key takeaways uh, from Katie's Suns debut? Uh, you say my shirt's colorful. The floor was colorful. The, <laughs> him in a Phoenix Suns jersey, different as well. But same old KD, 10 of 15 from the floor, was mad that he missed uh, three of the five shots that he missed, as he said after the game. I guess no one should be surprised that he's good at coming back from injury. He's done it a few times. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, he, you know, what, what stuck out? He's bigger than everybody on the <laughs> wing. <laughs> he was just, yeah. just larger. That's what he does. Uh, the Suns really treating him like a number one, I thought. Uh, campaign was playing with him once. Uh, Durant gave Campaign the ball. Campaign gave him right back. And, and speaking of Campaign, coming off the bench, Durant was working with bench players like he did with yeah. the Nets. He just fits in. Done and done. Everyone should be scared. Uh, the offense looked uh, pretty damn good. And I, I mentioned the bench part as well. Let's say Chris Paul goes out with an injury. You know, just throwing it out there. It's possible. It could happen. He had a bad night uh, on this night. Like Durant can carry a unit. Booker can carry the first unit. Mm -hmm. Now they have th those options if injuries happen. He worked well defensively with Aiton. Yeah, good a good start, obviously. What'd you think? 
Yeah, Kevin Durant. It's still good. Yeah. <laughs> it's, cool to, it's a debut and a return all at the same time. He could take five seasons off and probably go 10 for 15 when he comes back. But people bill him as the most plug-and-play superstar there is, and you can see why. He's good when he has the ball. He's a huge threat when he doesn't have the ball. Like you're saying, Tass, he plays defense. He doesn't have to be the only rim protector now, so he's going to just be roaming on the backside for the Suns. He was good when he was on the court with Booker. He was good when he was on the court with all bench guys. I mean, I guess if you are picking some nits, not a lot of free throws for the Suns last night. Not a lot of other guys scoring outside of KD. A huge game for Booker and 15 from Aiton. But, you know, Chris Paul will play a better game. Josh Okoji will have a hot game here and there. Uh, The Suns looked good instantly. We also saw the Mavericks win their first game after they traded for Kyrie Irving, so the vibes were perfect. Mm-hmm. He's obviously pretty well rested, but uh, yeah, you can see why this team is going to be one of the better teams at the Western Conference going forward. Absolutely. I mean, the Suns sort of like had control of this game for a majority of it, but the Hornets made like a late run in the third quarter. Uh, it was just a Phoenix six-point lead heading into the final frame. And that is when Durant took over. I mean, he sort of ended this game. He played eight minutes in the fourth quarter, scored nine points, four or six shooting, um, and like just, you know, classic KD, good luck trying to defend this jumper. So he just gets to his spot, and he's a giant, and just shoots over everybody. Cash. Um, quite the duo here, though, we have now in Booker and KD. I don't know where that suddenly slots in on your dynamic duo board. You know, there is Tatum, there's Brown, there's other great ones, but, like, Jesus. These guys in their first game combined for 60 points, 12 boards, 9 assists, both guys shooting well over 50%. They're high on the list. They're high on the list. (laughs) Uh, Those, uh, what are they calling them, the mid-range mafia? The mid-range assassins? I don't know, they said it on the broadcast. They slipped it in there. They said Twitter was already having a field day with it. I hadn't seen it yet on Twitter, but... Yeah, you know, was maybe that the I'm Hornets not... broadcast or the Suns <laughs> No, broadcast? I was watching the Suns broadcast. Oh. They, they had slipped that in there. But I saw Second Spectrum. This is just a wild stat. The Suns, they might have the best collection of, of jump shooting talent. Dare I say in NBA history, but at least maybe in this league right now, Booker and Durant became the third pair of teammates this season to each make nine jumpers in a game. Just a third time. Katie and Kyrie yeah. on December 26th and Steph and Clay on December 10th. And now Booker and KD last night in their first game together. Sort of just a weird set. I mean, you know, t- in today's game, I guess it's it's not all that surprising with uh, get to the rim, free throws, and, and then shoot the three-pointers. Not as many guys working in that mid-range game. Yeah, Trey brought it up uh, in yesterday's show that they are a playoff threat because they can make those mid-range shots. Those are the shots that are going to be available on the Hornets broadcast, as a matter of fact. They brought up the guys who have made the most mid-range shots in the last, I don't know, <sighs> I should know this stat when I bring it up, but it's probably since the last six years. DeMar was leading, and then right. you know three of the next five guys were Chris Paul, Kevin Durant, and Devin Booker. Yeah, yeah. There was an Embiid in there. Mm. Uh, yeah, somebody you Just don't necessarily – Yeah, he gets there, and then – the other one I'm missing, so I probably should have brought the. The point is <laughs> three of screen grab. Well, three of the top six are on this team. Yeah, and they can do it. Postseason, regular season, they'll be ready. Greatest collections ever. I will go. Uh, Katie, Steph, and Clay. That's they were call. on the same team together. But it will be interesting to see where this duo of Durant and Booker ranks in famous duos in Kevin Durant's career. Obviously, he played with Westbrook early in his career alongside Curry. Best team in the league. One of the best teams we've ever seen. The Kyrie experiment, they were good when they were actually together, just not together all that often. And then now he's playing alongside Devin Booker, and he fits with every single one of them because of the way he plays. Yeah, I Like, he was fine on defense, a couple of block shots early, but he wasn't giving a full effort out there because they were playing the Hornets, which I also thought kind of a funny uh, part of the plan for the Suns here. Hold him off till we get a really easy game so he looks awesome. And it worked, but man, when this guy even turns it up, another notch come playoff time. The Suns are going to be good defensively as well. Yeah, so the Suns continue this uh, four-game road trip uh, Friday in Chicago, uh, and then they play in Dallas, and we get the reunion there between Katie and Kyrie, at least hopefully on Sunday. Monty Williams was asked about this. He isn't sure how he's going to handle Durant's workload moving forward, but uh, I did see uh, NBA.com. They made a great point. It's worth considering how Monty Williams and the Suns maybe dealt with Booker's return from groin injury that kept him out for like 20, 21 games. He returned, played, and then they kept him out of the next game. And it wasn't a back-to-back situation. He played on February 7th after the injury, and they kept him out of the February 9th game in Atlanta. Um, Or, uh, yeah, I believe it was in Atlanta. They played the Hawks, I know. So will that happen here with Kevin Durant? Will he not play 
Friday night in Chicago, and will they then have them there in that marquee game on uh, ABC? I believe that one is. We'll see. I mean, I know you as Bulls fans would be happy with that. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That'd be great. But um, I don't know. The Suns brought back KD to play against the bad team. Bulls are bad. Ooh, right, so right. He might play this one, sit against the Suns, oh, or sit against the Mavs. Oh, uh, let's hope not. Let's hope not. <laughs> but uh, it's possible for sure. Uh, great game. I think people would be going even more overboard, like, oh, the Suns are a championship contender, if they played a real, yes, you know, formidable <laughs> team, not one of the worst teams in these conference. The oh, the Hornets were on a five game win streak, but no Lamella Ball, and uh, took care of business, even though Kelly Oubre uh, tried to keep it close. All right, let's play a little What You Got. Yeah, what you got to sort of uh, recap some of the other games last night. Let's start with this one. We had Tatum scoring 41. Nice bounce back game from him to help the Celtics outlast the Cavaliers 117-113. And then we had Tyrese Maxey scoring 27 as the 76ers, you know, got some immediate revenge. They rolled past the Heat 119-96 without Joel Embiid. So, uh, Tass, let's start with you. Most, or more impressive win, I should say, Celtics last night over the Cavs or Sixers without Embiid over the Miami Heat? What you got? Let's start with the Sixers. I, I think the Sixers without Joel Embiid, we buried them essentially the last couple of days. Maybe they can't get over the hump. Maybe they are not a championship contender. Because really, they just rely on Embiid a little too much and they just haven't shown enough behind him. So in this game, without him, they start P.J. Tucker at the center spot. 6-6 Tuck. Uh, as they call them there. They don't have a lot of faith in their backup center position, let's be honest. Uh, they just they just don't want to play those guys. But maybe they stumbled onto something. Because in the second quarter, Doc Rivers said he was sitting beside Tuck, and he said, well, Paul Reed's out there, and he's playing well. And they started switching everything, and they got out there defensively, and they had great minutes from Paul Reed. So, maybe. Maybe they've got a backup center. <laughs> maybe maybe they go with him, even though they've, they've made a buyout signing in Dwayne Denman. Uh, they just looked really, really good with Paul Reed playing a revenge game, as he said, not only for the other night when they lost to the Heat, but last year in that playoff series. If you remember, Joel right. Embiid was out with uh, the broken face that P- Pascal Siakam gave him. So he said, I want to have a little revenge. And he fouls a lot. That's what Paul Reed does. But in this instance, he didn't. He played 29 minutes, 16 and 14 with two blocks, just a lot of energy. It's a strange situation there in Philadelphia because they are so top-heavy, and if you have Paul Reed that Doc Rivers can rely on, maybe maybe, maybe it's just that literally that they stumbled onto this because he doesn't seem like he trusts Paul Reed. He said after the game, we wanted to get Kevin Love like the Miami Heat did. He'd probably be their backup center. They signed Dwayne Dedman, who hasn't been able to play for them. So maybe, just maybe. Uh, this guy helps out because that's that's really where they're lacking. Like we talked about, Embiid sits for 10 minutes a game. He has to. Who is going to play their backup center spot? He looked good. Maxi came in and looked good. The Heat can't score. Uh, and that's a that's a problem for the Miami Heat. Kyle Lowry, speaking of injuries, was on the bench with a back brace. He hasn't played in a month because of a knee injury, but he's sitting on the, on the bench with a back brace. Scary times there for the Heat. Yeah. Will he ever come back? Back to like the Embiid situation here. Uh, Rich Hoffman of The Athletic, I thought, put it perfectly. They actually do all right, the Sixers do, when Embiid just doesn't play completely. (laughs) Like, you know, they get some contributions, be it going small with Tucker, uh, B-Ball Paul in this one. Essentially, they can handle 48 minutes without Embiid, but the jury is still out on just trying to find 10 minutes in games that Embiid (laughs) plays. Uh, I think that's like a fascinating dilemma here, but yeah, maybe this unlocks uh, B-Ball Paul, or maybe Rivers found something, or maybe not at all, and it just, for whatever reason, once Embiid is playing, it's tougher for a guy to get into the flow of the game and have an impact on the game in 10 to 12 minutes. Um, possible. But what did you see uh, from this one, or which one was more impressive there? Oh, it's definitely the Sixers winning without Joel Embiid is more impressive, and I think what you're seeing is the Sixers are a totally different team when Embiid is out there. They don't got to wait around for him. He's very, very slow, and that's the change here is that the Sixers... Went small. They focused on athleticism and defense first players. Maxie got the start. George Niang did not play. Longer runs for Shake Milton and Dan Wellhouse. A couple of guys who are basically defense first athletic players, and they played with pace. They scored, uh, I believe, 26 fast break points in this game. A lot of these were semi-transition. I thought Harden was great getting the ball ahead, letting Maxie uh, embrace his speed here going forward. PJ Tucker is going to be their backup five when it comes playoff time. And a game like this, you see Doc Rivers actually experimenting with lineups and coming across a small ball team that really works. That will give the Sixers a little bit different of a look come playoff time because 
Paul Reed, yeah, he'll have a great game here and there, but he also had an atrocious game. The last time they played the Heat, almost lost them the game in a total of five minutes just because he makes a lot of young player mistakes, and I think that's probably why Doc Rivers doesn't ultimately trust them. But I don't know. I think you see a win like this against the Heat team, who we know has trouble scoring. Their starters went 1-14 of 14 from 3, and that's kind of the story of the game for Miami. Uh, but if you can play faster, you can play a little bit more athletic, that's something different for the Sixers. You don't have to just run Niang out there. Like, he's struggled in games against opponents that are faster than him. Mm-hmm. So play other guys. And Doc actually did that. And that's not something that is always uh, a Doc Rivers hallmark. Yeah, let's hope he keeps it up in a playoff series that, you know, it just gives the other uh, coach uh, and the other team a, a different thing to think about, a different look. Especially, yeah, smaller, switchy guys rather than Embiid trying to sag and, and guard the rim. You got Paul Reed or PJ Tucker out there switching along with Jalen McDaniels, those guys just getting out and running. And that's how you win playoff series. Different looks, just to switch it up. That Philly victory last night uh, pushes them to become the fourth team in the NBA this season with 40 plus wins. So they join the Bucks, the Celtics, and the Nuggets in the Western Conference. And their win, Philly's win, paired with the Cavs losing to Boston. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that game in particular. Uh, Pushes them a, a game more ahead of the Cavs there in that 3-4 slot. So they are three games clear right now of the Cavaliers, Philadelphia is. Uh, they have a lot more games to play, as we talked about the other day, which is a weird little wrinkle. They have a lot of games here in March you keep bringing up in a tough road schedule. But, uh, yeah, looking you know looking fairly comfortable, I'd like to say, there in that three slot. Yeah, well, they're, where they're going to have to be on the road against the Bucks and the Celtics eventually. It ain't, right. ain't going to be easy no matter what when it comes postseason time. Yeah, because the Celtics look fantastic. Finally, Jason Tatum had a good game, and then yeah. they blow out the Cavs. My old Cavs, they get down. Uh, the third quarter is where the Celtics got separation in that game. It seems like those two teams play really good games throughout this entire season. Uh, but the Celtics, when Tatum is finally going, his first good game in a while, really. And when that's going. First good game Celtics, since the All-Star game. Yeah. They <laughs> <laughs> uh, scored 55. <laughs> yeah, that was a good game uh, in the All-Star game, yeah. So dropping, dropping 41. You got the Moose coming off the bench instead of Grant Williams out there. Mm, yeah, uh, they yeah they've got they've got an incredible team. And I, I worry about the the Cavs team. They just don't know who they are offensively. I think they're trying to force it inside. That's our identity, and they just get a little bungled. They just don't know where all their shots are coming from, and then somehow their guards always bring them back, and yeah. they always yeah. play close games. And uh, yeah, the Celtics were definitely definitely leaving Isaac Okoro open. And uh, they're fine with that, unfortunately. Hopefully, Okoro can get that because that's that's a that's a big link. If they can get comfortable with him being the three between the the guards and the bigs, and he can stroke it, those shots are going to be open, and they become a bigger threat. But I just worry about this Cavs offense uh, come playoff time. Yeah, Celtic. they got a math problem. It's one hundred percent a math problem. Yeah. They play three guys who can't shoot threes. Last night they made more shots. The Cavs had more offensive rebounds. They had six fewer turnovers than the Celtics, but it didn't matter because the Celtics hit 16 threes and the Cavs hit 10. Furthermore, 23 free throws for the Celtics after complaining uh, that they didn't get enough free throws and only 13 for the Cavs. They're just not going to win like that. That's why the Cavs are 13 and 19 on the road. You need incredible shot making from Mitchell to even keep them in this game. Garland was doing the same. Mm -hmm. If you're playing, your entire front court can't shoot threes. That doesn't work in today's NBA to really be a competitor. But it's year one for this Cavs team. They find that third guy eventually. Yeah. I mean, it ain't a core. The the Cavs could use a a center like Al Horford, who banged in six threes last night. This guy's uh, on a bit of a heater right now from distance. So a good win there from uh, Boston. All right, let's keep it going here. Look, I forced this one on you guys. I'm not going to lie. But both teams are hot, okay? Jalen Brunson scored 39. He had 30 in the first half. Knicks crushed the Nets, 142-118. Seventh straight victory for the Bing Bong Knicks. Meanwhile, the Bucks crushed the Magic, 139-117. And they extended their winning streak to 16 games. Who's the hotter team? Trey, the Knicks, who have won seven straight. They're 9-1 in their last 10, so don't laugh. They haven't lost with Josh Hart, okay? Or the Bucks, who have uh, run this up to 16 straight. What you got? I was going to try my best to make a case for the Knicks, man. <laughs> the Josh Hart Knicks? Come on. 23s? They had 23s. Shot 60% from the field. Right. They were literally hot on fire last night. Bucks made 26 threes. No. <laughs> they shot 52% from the field. They haven't lost with Giannis in the lineup since January 6th. Yeah. He missed that. a couple of games. I think they lost twice to the Heat, actually, uh, in the meantime. But 
Giannis was out of the lineup, so it doesn't count. Uh, Bucks Sixers on Saturday. That's a good one. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the Knicks are rolling too. Uh, yep. And really, when I'm looking at this, it's like you kind of expect the Bucks to beat the Magic. Magic have been pretty scrappy lately, but the Bucks are turning it on in the doldrums of the season. A team that gives a full effort every single night like the Bucks are going to do well, which is why we've seen this incredible win streak. But looking at both of these results, I kind of just come uh, to the Nets being the coldest team in the league. Because they're kind of getting screwed right here. They got to play the Bucks, Knicks, and the Celtics all in a row while they're struggling. So I'm feeling bad for Brooklyn. They had an awesome first half of the season, and it's falling apart now. Let's talk about the Josh Hart Knicks. You said Josh Hart Knicks. I thought Josh Hartnett. <laughs> that we just saw on a TV commercial. We were watching TV together, Trey and I, the other day. Who watches TV together? Who watches commercials together? We saw Josh Hartnett's in a new movie. He's back, baby. With Jason Was Statham. this on playback? You yeah. mean? Okay. <laughs> but we're watching TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're watching commercials. I wasn't, I wasn't really into flipping oh. uh, the other night. I was I was into commercials. Anyways, he's back. Him and Jason Statham making stuff happen. But Good. I also saw his movie in 2021. I don't know if it's the sequel. Anyway, cool story, bro. Uh, the New York Knicks uh, look absolutely good. What separates the Knicks, who are in fifth, from a tier one team? Their defense hasn't been incredible the entire season, although it's picked up. You know, it's not it's not a top ten defense quite yet. It, it looks it looks good though with Josh Hart, with Mitchell Robinson, with the the lineup that Tibbs has come up with here. And you know, after game twenty twenty five, they look good. But also the superstar to take over. Do they have that guy? Well, Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson has done it a lot. Is he that guy? He's done it a lot this season. And then Randall has his games where he does it. Yeah, and then so- that you sort of like hold your breath sometimes. <laughs> Uh, you're, he's a bit of the no, 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 yes type of variety, but you know has put up monster games. But Brunson's the rock. And Brunson's he's the, the rock. Yeah. And and is he wired to be that guy? He went to New York to to be that guy. I'm sure he could have got could have gone elsewhere. Could have stayed with the Mavs. But he is he is the number one option on this team when he wants the ball. He was 15 of 18. And and I'm I want to bring up the middies again because the shots will be available in the postseason in the mid range. That's where Jalen Brunson likes to operate. And maybe last year with the Mavs, where he was the number one option in that first round before Luka came back, it was a good little experience for him. He was obviously a monster in that first round, if you remember. 28 points per game on good percentages. Slowed down in rounds two and three with Luka being the number one. But maybe that can help. And I don't know. They are going to be a problem for everybody they face in the Eastern yeah, Conference. Yeah, they're going to be... Well, here's what's happened now with the Knicks and this winning streak and bringing in Hart and leaning into the Tibbs type of team and obviously Mitchell Robinson, who I love and I think is really important to them. The expectations have completely changed. Like now the Knicks, now the Knicks have to win a playoff series. It feels like to me to have a good season. Getting there, a seven game series loss to someone in the first round as agree, a, yeah. you know, it's not good. It's not good. They're a good team. Uh, I think they can do it, by the way. I think I think a Cavs-Knicks series would be a hell of a war. I actually love the idea of the Knicks starting on the road, even. Uh, I think that's better for them than the pressure of MSG and trying to hold home court advantage. I'd rather see them go into Cleveland. Maybe you get that split, and then you're in the, a bit of a control. But uh, I feel like that's what's happened with the Knicks. Like, they should win now. Now, the Cavs are also thinking, well, we should win a series, too. We played great all year. We got Donovan Mitchell. So I can't wait. It's going to be 4-5 Cavs-Knicks. Like, it's going to be. I don't know who's going to be hosting it, but that's going to be the series. And it's probably going to be a long series. And, and uh, I mean, right now, would you back the Knicks in that? That's tough. That's Absolutely tough. Absolutely you would. The Knicks are playing a lot better than the okay. Cavs are okay. uh, since since the All-Star break. But also, you know, the last time Julius Randle had an All-Star, All-NBA caliber season, it didn't go well in the postseason. In the playoffs, no. Yeah, no. so we'll see how that goes. He was also the number one guy then. Yeah, right now Brunson. he's one and a half at the most. Yeah, yeah, that, that's different. And I, I saw uh, Zach Lowe on ESPN bring up this question, are the Knicks better than the Heat? Which was the exact same thing we talked about hours earlier on this show. Mm. So... Thanks for T- listening. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. <laughs> I, he probably thought about it the exact same time. The TV <laughs> takes a few more hours to produce, sure. as we know. Sure. Uh, so great minds. But, uh, yeah, definitely I would, in a heartbeat, the Knicks are a much better team than the, the Miami Heat because they can score. They have a scorer. I know Jim, Jimmy Butler is there, but they just have a better team. They're playing better. They are the better Heat. They're a better version of the Miami Heat. So, yeah, I think we've, you know, we've kind of established the tiers. 
I guess the Sixers are sort of in in between the one and two tiers. Yeah, you know yeah, they're yeah. they're they're neither of them, but the the tier two Cavs and Knicks. I think those are the clear cut, even above the, the Heat's and all those teams. Okay. And did you have any notes on the Bucks? You know they they beat the Magic, <laughs> but the Magic have played really well in the, in the new year here. You know they've been actually a, a fairly good defense too. Uh, we've seen a lot of improvement, and the Bucks just like you know just hammered them here, and it's sixteen straight. I don't know if you have anything to add <laughs> to this. Not me. It's fun to say no notes. <laughs> and uh, I will say no notes uh, on this one. No 16, 16 straight. My God. How, how high could it get? What's their, their their franchise record, I believe, is 20. Yes. I mean, uh, I don't what? know who they have. on the. Well, you said they have the Sixers. That's a huge That's one. That's their next game. Oh. Sixers on Saturday, Wizards Sunday. Then they got Magic, Nets, Warriors, Kings. So, I mean, so they could the buy that six. Yeah. I mean, back to back. Okay. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Well, at 16 right now, I know that's tied uh, a couple of their other winning streaks in franchise history. So, see if they can get to, to 20 here. I did learn something from that uh, Knicks game. Jalen Brunson arrived wearing a blue Patrick Kane number 88 jersey a day after the New York Rangers acquired the forward from the Chicago Blackhawks. You didn't know this. I didn't know that. Right, right, right. One of the all time great Chicago hockey players. Patrick Kane, three cups, nine-time All-Star. It's a lot of cups. One-time Heart. Three cups? One-time Con Smythe. Oh, my favorite. <laughs> it's an end of an era. It's the end of an era. I used to work for a man named Con Smythe. I've told you that a million times. <laughs> Conrad a fact Smythe. fact about me. The name was Con Smythe. The Con Smythe? Blair Smythe's dad. Yeah, I worked for him. He owned, the, uh, he owned the convenience store when I worked at the convenience store. He used to play the piano in his spare time. He actually played at my... I want to say he played at my parents' anniversary party, like in our backyard, or maybe with my grandparents' anniversary. But he was tickling the ivory. Real showman, Con Smythe. No wonder they named the trophy after. Oh, he must have been named after the Con Smythe. I, mean, come I on. don't know if he was. How many men are named Con Smythe? I know. It's, Very few. Constantine. Con is a pretty cool name. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. You don't hear it a lot. <laughs> I know. Con Smythe's actual name was Constantine. Right. Well, the original, you're saying? The original. Mm, I don't know about mine. Uh, all right, final <laughs> one. Con Smythe. Final one here. Um, we had Brandon Ingram scoring 40 points. Pelicans beat the Blazers 121-110. Uh, finally had our Damian Lillard versus CJ McCollum matchup. <laughs> First time they'd ever played against each other. Yeah. Um, which is a little weird. And then we had Dennis Schroeder scoring 26 points as the Lakers beat the Thunder 123-117. So, Pelicans, Lakers, kudos to you. Good wins here. But the Blazers, Thunder, ugh, bad losses. Which one was worse, Blazers or OKC? Tass, what you got? Watching Lakers, OKC... I didn't feel bad for the Thunder. Lakers were playing really hard. The Thunder were playing really hard. And it's sort of like one of those situations that we just talked about with Joel Embiid going out. No Anthony Davis, no LeBron James, no D'Angelo Russell. Everybody got it equally, you know? It was a democracy out there. Everybody touching it, everybody feeling it. Uh, Reeves with 19. I didn't feel bad for OKC. So I think the worst loss is, is the Blazers that allowed Brandon Ingram to just go off. Passing lanes were there. When they when they doubled even when they tried to get it out of his hands, uh, but he dropped forty because it was a little too easy. I thought I thought the defense just wasn't there. So you, I would say the Blazers is a, is a worse loss, and they have higher expectations than the Thunder, who are trying to be in the play-in tournament. But are they though? This is the thing. This you is why think, I'm like disappointed for Thunder because well, they didn't I, have not, Shea I don't know game. if they're holding him out, but it's just it's bad timing here that the guy is suddenly not playing. And has missed, what, uh, four straight, five straight, something like that. And they're all losses. And they're all in games like that they're still in. You know, they're not getting killed here by 30, 40 points. Like, they're, they're losing by six points, seven points, stuff like that. You get you got SGA in there, and they're probably winning some of these. Yeah. So it just sucks that, like, we were getting excited. Whether they were going to make the plan or not, they were going to be playing games that mattered in the final weeks of the regular season. And, like, that's sort of slipping away from them here. So I don't know. Like, I don't think they're holding them out. I would hope they're not. Because I wouldn't really understand that reasoning. I mean, they said it's a, he's in health and safety protocols and has an abdominal strain, yeah, right? So yeah. kind of two things, but right, at least right. he got to play three quarters of the season this time around. Make the All-Star game. <laughs> That's true. It's true. Right. He hasn't played since the All-Star game. Yeah. Oh, no. He played in one. I take that back. Played in one game since the All-Star break, and they lost to the Jazz by one. And oh, that was the one where he had the uh, the jumper rattler. rattled yep. in and out, and he thought he hit it. And obviously a good win for the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but if the Pelicans start to find their flow in the uh, 10th seed, that's bad for the Lakers mm. who are who are trailing them, but True. you know they still have the Jazz to hope for to fall out. I mean they need they need a team to to kind of fall apart. And the Pels, 
It's a game-to-game thing. Their offense is horrendous uh, overall. I mean, we, we're talking about reports about Shea Gilgis-Alexander. It's it's smart, I think, for the Thunder to give you two two things to think about. The, the non-COVID, the, the protocols, I should say, plus an abdominal strain. How do you question that even? <laughs> to me, it's like, which one do you question? Oh, he's got <laughs> two things? Out, man. He's out, exactly. Uh, but Zion Williamson, how about that? Just to, to connect it there, Zion Williamson, is he coming back? At some point. Oh, I, I mean, thought you knew something no. that I didn't. <laughs> no, they're keeping it quiet, <laughs> yeah. real quiet. We don't know. Yeah, uh, but so, bi yeah. great game there. Which one was worse in your opinion? The the Blazers lost there or um, the Thunder? It's the Blazers to me as well because it came a night after they blew kind of a game in a very similar manner to the Warriors. You know, they turned a twenty three point lead into somehow an eighteen point loss. So to have collapses like that on back to back nights, this one was just in the fourth quarter. Basically, the Pelicans ran away with things, but it definitely looked like. The Trailblazers ran out of gas, playing their third game in four nights, and it came down to Brandon Ingram kind of being the tallest guy out there. Uh, (laughs) Like, I thought, you know, when he would get Lillard or Simon switched onto him, that's barely even a matchup for him. They're not, he's not seeing those guys at all when they Mm -hmm. contest this shot. Jeremy Grant did a lot better, but he's still not quite big enough to bother Ingram's release. So, yeah, seeing Ingram cook, I thought was pretty important for the Pelicans because he's had some decent games, but hasn't really had a takeover. They needed it there to stay in the play-in race, and he got it done. I think the Trailblazers only forced like six turnovers or something, so the Pels were getting a lot of shots, and the Trailblazers were looking like a tiny little team out there, and that's been the problem for Portland for a few seasons at this point, so kind of no surprise. So that's what you got. Uh, Just to wrap up last night's action, though, we also had Desmond Bain scoring 30 points to lead the Grizzlies over the Rockets, 113-99. And Zach Levine scoring 41. Great game as the Bulls top the Pistons 117-115 after a timeout blunder. And uh, shout out to Ghostface Ziller for reminding me that it happened not only in Michigan, but on the birthday of one Chris Weber. Oh. Where was it Ivy, right? Calling uh, a timeout Ivy, that they yeah. did not have. Yeah, it was uh, Chris Webber's 50th birthday yesterday. I didn't oh. know that. Yeah. Happy birthday, C-Web. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the, the Bulls pull it off, obviously, and, and every win matters here. <laughs> that was one of the Bulls' best end-of-game plays. <laughs> <laughs> they, they struggled in some end-of-game scenarios, but they played defense for three seconds, and <laughs> Ivy panicked a little bit. He called the timeout pretty early as well, and, I mean, the, the Bulls had it covered, you know. Caruso was on Bogdanovich, which seemed to be the play because he was cooking. But if you're able to get three points out of a defensive possession – that's good stuff because the Bulls, they tried their best to get this one back. They're up by like 20 with yeah. a minute left in the third quarter. The pl- <laughs> 36 minutes, that's enough for a win, right? Almost. Almost. It ended up being they needed 37 and a little help from a rookie. I absolutely checked out of this game when I saw they were up huge. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. And then I did have to do some like going back and watching the end. Like, what the heck happened? <laughs> like, why does the headline say that the Pistons nearly could have won this game yeah. if it wasn't for a timeout that they didn't have that they called? Uh, but Bulls got it done. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to hit the beach and answer a few of your questions. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. All right. Thanks, everybody, joining us live right now on YouTube. Uh, if you're new here, make sure you subscribe. And if you're always here, hit that like button. Let's hit the beach. It has been a minute since we've hit the beach. Probably since the All-Star game. To answer your emails and tweets. I mean, that feels like a long time ago to me. The All-Star game. But that was what? Three? Two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. 2.5? It'll be Three? two weeks on Sunday. There you go. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we were flying two weeks ago 
to Salt Lake City. Today. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Great. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we're uh, answering yep. your emails and your tweets. And the first one, uh, it is a tweet. It's from at Beamtown Boys. Being a Kings fan in my early 20s, I've never known how good it can feel for my team to actually have success in the league. What's one thing slash activity you lived years of your life without that you didn't know was so good until you were actually able to experience it. Yeah. Hashtag Beam Team. That is uh, from the Beam Town Boys themselves. So they're uh, riding high right now, being a Kings fan. Some actual success. Our friends Deuce and Mo and their post game shows. They're lighting like they've got like lasers going off. They've got fog <laughs> machines going off. Uh, Deuce has like a jacket that lights up. I mean, the vibes are <laughs> through the roof. <laughs> Um, but fun question here. Got Very an fun question. It's fitting because uh, I, I felt like the Beam Town Boys here, you know, mere days ago. I just I had a flashback of the Raptors being extremely bad and mm. turning it around, and uh, now it's it's flipped. The Raptors are bad. I flipped the channel <laughs> with uh, Trey on playback and watched the Kings actually play good basketball, uh, which was weird. Life is cyclical. Cyclical, uh, just like uh, roller coasters are cyclical, sort of. Anyway, uh, roller coasters. I hadn't rode a roller coaster in a long time. They they always come back to the beginning. That's right. (laughs) Loop de loops. Uh, And I hadn't rode a roller coaster in a long time. I rode one last year. Okay. In uh, a weird mall called American Dream in in New Jersey. Indoor. Indoor coaster. Yeah. So it wasn't a crazy coaster. Okay. Yeah. There's just a, a good drop, another half drop. And then uh, it was done, which was fine. I think uh, it was enough for me. Lots of moderation. Nah, lots of excess. I've since, I go every weekend to Six Flags. Okay, no idea. Uh, I'd but, love uh, to go with you, though. To Six if Flags? You wanna, if you want to yeah, go, okay, go. I, I, open I, I, Saturday. It yeah, opens. Just, yeah. Oh, you had asked me if it was open. Yeah, I, I thought I told go last you. weekend, yeah, but uh, it, was closed. Closed. it opens this Saturday. Got my season pass. Can't wait. Season oh, well. pass. I mean, if you go. You, you go just twice, gotta go twice. You're making your money back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're paying you. They're paying you. <laughs> is uh, it uh, if you have a season pass? Is it unlimited food, or do they change that? Because there was the story about that guy who had who literally ate every <laughs> meal at Six Flags. Yeah, I did. I did read that. Or it was a theme park. I don't feel like the pass that he has yeah, is know. that. I'm just uh, getting you in. Because it was worth it. Get me on that coaster. Fast pass. Do you even know? I don't remember. I don't remember. They even have that yeah. anymore? Or does everybody have a fast pass now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, everybody basically gets a fast pass. <laughs> uh, all right. We'll see you in Six Flags this weekend. Mm, cool. Uh, we'll shoot some uh, content <laughs> while we're there. Who's holding the phone on the on the coaster? No. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a great selfie. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, yeah, roller coasters. Yeah, roller coasters the, thrill good, of, the thrill of a coaster. Yeah. What about you? Dude, it's awesome having a basketball hoop at your house. Oh, there you go. Oh, I haven't had my own personal basketball hoop since I was a wee boy, <laughs> since I was a young child, and I'm way more into practicing now as a grown man. <laughs> now that I realize hard work actually does pay off, I'm getting 50 makes a day out nice. there, Skeets. Nice. 11 straight days. Uh, I saw JJ Redick was talking about his pregame routine. Somehow he always made 342 shots. Every time he would work out. That was his number? 342. I don't know how it added up. He's like, you take 20 from six different spots, but then I didn't get how, I don't know how you get to 42 in that <laughs> scenario. I got to do the math on it, but uh, yeah, apparently practicing works because I play better now, now that I'm actually shooting the ball the whole time. Mm. But the question I keep having, obviously I shoot at 10 feet because I'm a grown up. Yes. Good. My kids are not grown ups yet. So I set it down to eight feet where they play and then I shoot around with them. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any benefit to shooting on an eight-foot-tall hoop? You know, like, you're working on your finishes. You're working on your angles. You're, you are feeling but are you the making ball it in worse, your hand. Though? Are you making it worse? Yeah, also know. a question. I can't tell. I can't I tell know. if, like, uh, being able to do a sick jelly on eight feet translates right. at all to just being able to do a normal layup on a ten-foot hoop. Yeah. Stay tuned. I think it's doing – it's – it's helping you more than it's hurting you in the sense like, what are you going to do if it's on eight feet? Just stand there and watch them? Yeah. No, you can get the ball in your hand. Yeah. You can get Bounce up on the rim. Yep. Like you said, do a silly shot. That's fine. Yeah. That's I, don't, fine. I don't think it helps your shot. Right, right. But it, but it right. might help you, like you just said. If Keeping the ball in your, gr- <laughs> yeah, in your mitts. I, yeah, I like that. Yeah, jumping. 
<laughs> anyway, it's totally true. I don't have a hoop anymore. I gave mine up a few years ago, and then I walked oh, yeah. by a kid's uh, driveway. He he was shooting, and I was like, I'm coming. I'm going to come shoot with you. But I couldn't. I'm a grown man. <laughs> That's a child. Yeah. And I didn't want to be too weird about it. I, you know, I kind of just hung out on the road, hoping he'd invite me. <laughs> That's not weird. It didn't work out. Uh, but, uh, yeah, just get the itch, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you make me want to get a net now. And I've got, I've got arguably the best driveway for it. I've got a really good, flat, long driveway. you got to get one. Yeah. you got to get a hoop. You're thinking I don't need a hoop. I didn't think the same. Yeah, but it changed my life, man. <laughs> I'm getting a hoop. Uh, all right, next one here from uh, Paolo David. Uh, quickie here, uh, by way of Twitter. What other annual awards should the NBA consider? Uh, a well-timed tweet here, because I think on tomorrow's Drop Podcast, we might do uh, some look at the frontrunners for all the major awards as we hit or just past the uh, three-quarter mark of the NBA right. season. But what other annual awards would would you like to see I have a trio of awards in the mix first one's called the disruptor award I want an award for defense that's not just defensive player of the year the disruptor goes to the person with the most deflections in the NBA okay. now I know that's specific yeah I know that's it's, it's isn't that we're just talking about having fun shooting on a hoop isn't that one of the most fun things to do on defense could be the most fun <laughs> just deflectable just get in a passing lane yeah, I, I know mean, it's fun. I don't know if it's better than a block, but yeah. Well, I'm not doing a lot of that. I mean, it's, I think I think there's stay active out there. I think there's more people. You know, more. It's it's a yeah a little bit more of a. It's it's an achievable goal for more for more, for more people. people okay, yeah. okay. The block or the de- defensive player of the year. I I just want to quantify a little bit more of the defensive stats, and that's already tracked on NBA.com in the uh, the hustle stats category. Mm-hmm. Deflections. Your Fred Van Vliet's. You know those those types. So. I think it's a fun award. Uh, second award, I'm sticking with the disruptor name, the Dis Award, the Best Trash Talker Award, and okay. uh, I've seen it in uh, in polls going around. I know it's on the Athletic. I know our man uh, Tim Bontemps does his straw polls. You just ask the the players, who's the best trash talker out there? And I, I, you know, I want some, you know, some some quotes, uh, <laughs> some some actual stuff. And because we have so many mic'd up uh, segments, I think we could get some on the mic. Could be a little bit more of an interactive award. And last award for me, sticking with a disruptor, and it's a reach. SUP. The SUP award. SUP. It goes to the the player who has the uh, the best media, you know, relations, the, the best person, the best interview, essentially, mm. throughout the entire season. I know we have some of those awards, uh, but really we'll break it down because I'm just trying to award – a person who talks, because often NBA players can go into, we know, the status quo, the bah, bah, ooh, good game, 100%, 140%, 160%. So, uh, yeah, I just I just want to encourage right. talking uh, to us, the media members. The disruptor, the dis, and the sup. Sup. <laughs> and they do have, they do. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm also trying to make it cool. Yeah. Is that cool? Is the journalists, cool? the journalists have that award, right? That I think they award to a player. Yeah. Don't does they? that, does every team do that even? Uh, I thought it was just like the, the collective of journalists, NBA journalists pick somebody. Like I think Bosch has won it before. Don't mm. quote me on this, but I feel like he has. And they pick somebody that's like open with the media. And exactly. Time yeah. for them, gives them good answers. So. But. By calling it sup, I'm trying to I'm trying to take it to another <laughs> level. I'm trying to make it cooler with the players. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to make it desirable mm. because, like you said, I think there's an award for that. I think there is, yeah. But I'm not even hundred percent sure. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway. Sup. Well, what about you, TK? Other annual awards the NBA should consider adding. I've said a lot of times they should give a bracelet to whoever leads the league in scoring. And honestly, I'm not against total points at this point. Oh, the you've total come points around award, total yeah. points. Yeah, yeah. Grisham incepted me. And somehow he got Stan Van Gundy on board, and now it's filtered down to me, unfortunately. <laughs> so, yeah. Send whoever has the most total points a cool bracelet at the end of the year. And I also think we should have the Icy Hot Iron Man Award given to whoever plays the most minutes in a season. Oh, okay, okay. We should champion this. Yeah. Yeah. Playing. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, being out there, playing a whole bunch of minutes right now. Anthony Edwards would get it. Man up. Wow. Most most minutes played. He's, yep. he's leading the league in most minutes played. Wow, okay. I like it. I yeah. like it, especially right now in in this uh, this climate here of the NBA where it feels like everybody's sitting and it's a big topic and, oh, it doesn't play enough. Yeah, and they're That's discussing the in the CBA how to incentivize right. players to play more. 
There you go. Awards. And apparently they're making headway. The CBA could be agreed upon pretty soon. Uh, I'll go with one that we've talked about before. I would just like to tweak the sixth man of the year to more of a team-oriented award. Because it, it's like, yeah, there's one guy off your bench that maybe is a star, but really it's like your bench unit that comes in and wins you games, changes games. Uh, so I don't know what the actual award itself is. Maybe they just get like a gift certificate and then go out for dinner. Or something like that. Just a nice cheesecake factory uh, on the house, sponsored by them. Uh, but yeah, the bench unit is like I'd like something I'd like to see. It's more team specific things would be fun. Maybe matching jackets. Yeah. All right. I saw a, saw a motorcycle crew roll by matching leather vests. I hadn't seen that for a long vest? time. Like, this, is, just, this is tight. The, the, the vest that Dylan Brooks was wearing the other day is what the team with the bench, best bench unit gets. It says bench mob on the back of it? Yeah. That's cool. Okay. Uh, that is a fun question for everybody else to throw your answers in. I'm sure you are right now in the stream team. And uh, tweet them in, at NoDunksInc. Time for one more here. It's from uh, at Aesthetics. Aesthetics, excuse me. As nice. As ice. Okay, let's <laughs> yeah, try that again. I, I, that I, is a tough one to read, man. Look at that. Yeah, when I... At aesthetics as ice. Yeah. There we go. No. Uh, Boban is an absolute dominant per 36 player. 28 and 13. Who are some other players that play now, or that you remember from previous seasons, that consistently filled it up in limited minutes? Uh, Mr. Ice here says, I like Jaden Hardy. And AJ Green. <laughs> this is some <laughs> sicko shit here. This is deep cuts. Uh, but yeah, the per 36 Boban, <laughs> a master of it. Who do you got, Trey? Let's start with you. Uh, two that I remember being notable from years past. First and foremost, Paul Millsap. That was like in the early blogosphere days. I remember Tom Ziller writing for Ball Hype. <laughs> and now extinct website. It was called the Paul Millsap Corollary, basically saying... It's all right if they let Carlos Boozer go because Paul Millsap can fill the void. Sure, he's just been playing 18 minutes off the bench, but he's putting up some nice numbers there. He got elevated to a starting role, eventually became an all-star. Tom Ziller was right, is what I'm saying. <laughs> right. uh, so that was a per 36 guy I thought of. And the other one, even bigger case, Nikola Jokic, early in his career, was having Ooh. crazy like advanced statistics, big-time per 36s, big-time plus-minus successes to where people are like this guy should probably play a little bit more yep. they don't necessarily need to have uh Nurkic around as well they were right on that one uh <laughs> once he actually started playing 36 minutes he got an incredible shape won two and a half mvps already it's a good one i'm glad we just don't reference per 36 much anymore that's true but mm -hmm. like a decade ago there were people making cases. Mm -hmm. Check the stats. Oh, yeah. And quite often, yeah, it's a backup big like Boban Marjanovic. Uh, and uh, there is. was a backup big several years ago now, Christian Wood, that was putting up some monstrous per 36 numbers. People saying he's got to play more than he got to Detroit. And you know, he got better. He was a most improved candidate uh, in that season. Then he got a contract with the Houston Rockets. So that one kind of worked out as well. He was putting up 24 and 12 in the per 36 department. <laughs> How many minutes do you think Boban has played this year? Just total minutes. He's not going to win the more award. Than 36? What's that? More than 36? More than 36, okay. but I mean honestly not that much more. 180? 98. All for 98 the, minutes. Wow. All for the Rockets cuz I know he changed teams. And, I believe he's only yeah. played for the Rockets. Right. So yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I've seen more minutes of commercial time for both. Oh, easily. Like, in a blowout, probably. Oh. He's on every commercial break yeah. in one of the State Farm commercials. It's <laughs> either dribbling. the dribbling, he's dribbling, he's dribbling, or it's the one where it's like, he's not, that's, like, doesn't Chris Paul say something like, what if he's not really if, seven foot four? Yeah, and then it's the three yeah. kids <laughs> yeah. that drop out of it. And then, I mean, you don't see it as much. We see it online, the Goldfish commercial. Yeah, I just, I just put in my name to win a, a hand. What, what does that mean? <laughs> to win a hand, you're right. <laughs> to win a hand. Explain. Well, uh, our friend Jared Dent yep. threw, this, threw it out there in a WhatsApp group. Mm -hmm. He said, you got 30 minutes to enter <laughs> to enter the sweepstakes to win a hand. Essentially, the size of Boban's hand, it's like a ceramic hand Okay. that, that you put food on. Like goldfish. A goldfish, if <laughs> goldfish you want. Crackers. And so the challenge yeah. was hold as many goldfish as you could in your hand? Well, you no, do? no, no it, so it's a ceramic hand. Yeah, but what would you do to enter? 
Oh, you just put, oh, your, name you just put your name. Oh, okay. yeah, they're only making so many of them. It's a, oh, is a it? raffle, I think. Yeah, it's a limited amount. Yeah, hey, apparently Boban can hold three hundred and forty-one, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> goldfish in his in his large hand. So I might win, and then uh, that's exciting. Man. I hope I don't bounce it, bounce it, bounce it, because it's gonna break if you bounce it. Yeah, it's yeah. a ceramic. ceramic? Hand. I uh, guess. Okay. I, don't I hope know. you I win. Think it. I lost. I hope you win it. Uh, some other cool names story, from uh, back in the blog boy days per thirty-six. <laughs> Anthony Randolph. I remember for a hot minute was a per 36 boy. and uh, I want to check those stats. How uh, old is he? Roderick uh, Beaubois, too, uh, would come in and, and fill it up. And they're like, oh, he should play more. He should play more. Those are two names that I just thought of. But uh, that's a fun one for you out there as well. Great questions. Keep them coming. No dunks at theathletic.com. Tweet them in at no dunks inc. Let's take our final break real quickie. And then we come back, pick them results. And Tass has tweet of the night. Don't go anywhere. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash. Or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant. Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man of the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, pick them results last night. We had the Pels Blazers game. Uh, Portland, they were favored by two and a half. They couldn't even win. That's a straight up win for the Pels. Tass had it right. You're 1-0 in March. That's an L for Trey and I. 0-1. What's tonight's game? Nice TNT doubleheader. We got Mavs Sixers to start and the second game on TNT is where we're going the Clippers at the Warriors they're in a virtual lock Mm. for fifth place also a streak must be broken here the Clips have lost three in a row the Warriors have won three in a row and the Warriors are getting two and a half points they can lose by two and still cover here at home to the Clippers who are obviously favored by two and a half points Skeets and I think the Clippers will win by three or more while Trey's got the dubs at home. I guess to just correct you, a streak does not have to be broken then, technically. You said the Clippers uh, yeah. are on a losing streak. That's a streak. weird thing for me they to say. They could lose again, and the Warriors <laughs> are on a winning streak. They yeah. could win again. Yeah, thanks I for being not. technical about it. I hope not. That's a very simple thing. As a person who's talked about sports for a long time, I should know. A streak doesn't have to be broken. I think I was just putting my spin on it, because I do believe the Clippers will break their three-game losing go. streak. It's I guess I just assume that because everybody in the Western Conference, they win one, they lose one, they win one, they lose one. I'd say everybody, most of the teams in the Western Conference are in that glut of not being a great team, mm. not being a horrendous team. So I just figure that the Clips will uh, will come out and beat the Warriors. All right. Well, good luck to everybody. Let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm. Tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. You guys love movies, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Have you all seen Bullet Train? Yes. I have. Oh, Indeed. I have. Indeed. I enjoyed Indeed. it. I know my audience, JD. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if it would work out. Anyway, uh, Pelicans sat Zion Williamson and Jonas Valanciunas. Both out. Wednesday night. Yeah. All right. So this tweet comes from Drunken Rip City. He tweets, <laughs> these dudes, Zion and Jonas Valanciunas, look like a couple hit men that are definitely going to die in the first six minutes of the movie. A response. Oh, yeah, that's good. Tangerine and Lemon played in the NBA Wow! for Zion and Jonas. Okay, okay. First, start with Jonas. They both got the furrowed brow in this photo, so you see the likeness. And and the likeness there uh, to Brian Tyree Henry's character, Lemon, I do believe. Um, No, who's Tangerine? Who's Lemon? 
Oh God, I can't oh, remember. I, t- I think he's lemon. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I think he kind of, he's lemon. He kind of looks like Zion to me as as well. Yeah, you know, just a tiny bit. You know, that's funny. Yeah, good did, stuff. Did you watch the movie? No, that's why I needed you guys. That's why we make a good you, team. You did. You said it, and you yeah. like. Did you like it? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. It was like I went in with zero expectations. I feel like the buzz for it was very low. Like I don't think people were like, "Oh, you gotta see." This. I don't know. Maybe I just didn't hear or whatever. And I was like, "This is, this is great." I mean, it's very graph, very violent. That's but, why it was great. But it was a, dare I say, a fun violent. That, that's exactly. <laughs> that's exactly right. Um, I feel good because. When the previews were going around, I feel like they were on during NBA playoff time a lot last yeah. season. I said, I got no idea what Bullet Train is, <laughs> but Bullet Train looks wicked. And it was wicked. Sometimes all you got to do is give a movie a cool title and it can live up to it. Well, are you excited about Cocaine Bear? Yes. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. <laughs> Snakes on a plane, saw it in a theater, lived up to the hype. Snatch, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Hyper-violent movies with cool titles. Thumbs up. Take your kids. That's fun. You got to watch Bullet Train. Have you guys over there, Eshwa, JD, Bullet Train? Yes? Thumbs up? No, I, I haven't seen it. No? Oh, come on, Eshwa. No. I- <laughs> JD's taking it. Has Get it. out of here. I taught you everything. Yeah. It's awesome. It's great. It's uh, the same director as uh, Deadpool. It's amazing. Oh. oh. Okay. So, hence the violent funniness. Ah, oh, that makes yeah. sense. All That's right. Great. Well, only 54% on Rotten Tomatoes. Right. See, that's what I mean. Features. I felt like... 7.3% were... on IMDb. Yeah, people were not like that high on it. That's why I was like, okay, I may, we'll see. I may have watched... Hmm. No, I didn't. I watched it at home. I thought I maybe watched it on a plane. Uh, that'd be ironic, wouldn't it? But... Uh... <laughs> 54 from the critics. 76 uh, from the audience. Go. Thank you for breaking that down. There you go. All right, that's Tweet of the Night. That is hopefully another classic edition of No Dunks. You tell us. Hey, leave your boys a five-star rating and review. Are you doing a five-star Friday tomorrow? I think we got. You want to wait we a week? The sauce. Oh, we yeah, can wait one more week. It's so quick. One of the fastest of the months out there. <laughs> let's yeah, let's yeah, push yeah. it one more week so everybody can get the reviews in. Let's do that. All right. So March 10th. There you go. Get your reviews in by yeah. March 10th. Leave your boys five-star rating and reviews, especially there on iTunes. It's the only place you can see and read them. <laughs> Though I think you can. <laughs> I don't know. Do you give thumbs up too on Spotify? There's you can okay things up. or something, There's but you can't something like leave up. something. I don't know. Uh, anyway, we'll do that uh, next week. But on tomorrow's drop podcast, like I said, we're gonna look at the front runners and debate our front runners for a lot of the NBA awards. We'll talk about tonight's action. I'm sure we got worst of the week. Look, there's a lot of nominees. I feel like for worst of the week, some serious, mm-hmm. some funny. That's true. So we'll tackle a lot of those. I'm sure on tomorrow's drop podcast. And if you are a Survivor fan, join us. In mere hours, over at No Buffs, we'll be live on YouTube, we'll flip it into a podcast, search for No Buffs Survivor, wherever you download and listen to podcasts, uh, as we break down last night's entertaining, uh, wild two-hour premiere. So that's going to be a blast. I can't wait. We were already, like, we couldn't even help ourselves. We got here into the factory, and we're already talking about it. People are firing hot takes. Yeah, I was like, you you just want to say, save it, man. (laughs) Save that great take. But we'll do it again. We'll do it live. <laughs> It'll be first and new to you when we do it at 1 p.m. Eastern uh, over on No Buffs. Can't wait. All right. Till then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, I'm a sucker for a rhyme. So when I saw someone in the stream team say Booker and Duran and Chris Paul should be called the MIDI committee, <laughs> I said, yeah. I That's like. better. That's better than the MIDI Mafia. Is that what yeah, that Yeah, mid-range one? Mafia. I like MIDI Committee yeah. a lot. Yeah, MIDI is cooler now. But Much mi- cooler. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also, what are you going to say? Well, a mid to be team. mid, yeah. 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 MIDI. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll have to talk to Breaking T about the, the, creating that t-shirt. Yeah, sorry. I, I didn't get the username. That's my bad. <laughs> That's my bad. I'll go back in the live chat. Embrace the day, people. <laughs> Thank you. 
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.